222 podcast created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Happy New Year, you guys. We're so excited to be able to be back with our Lead 222 podcast. I'm your host, Bo Boshears, along with Dave Hookie. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year, Bo. <laughs> In the lead community, it's great to be back. Yeah, and you guys, we... We really are excited about today's topic. We're going to get that in just a moment. But, you know, I want to share with you something real quick. We just had a, actually had our, our lead staff meeting uh, just before this uh, podcast. And what's kind of cool, we were just being reminded of all the things we're thankful for. And I just want to say to um, all the all the uh, our uh, huddle leaders out there, um, really appreciate what you guys are doing. And we've been praying for you guys. And we want you to know that we're really focused this year. You know, 2022, I cannot help, Dave, we talked about this, and we went here from Chris minute, but the 2022 makes me think of Lead 222, okay? Yes. I think it's our year. I, <laughs> I love it. Come on, I, I, I just see that as a coach. I really am excited. 2022, Lead 222, we're going to rock it. But yeah, I'm just saying, huddle leaders, we really are going to pray. We are praying for you and looking forward to just doing all that we can to have great huddles all throughout the season. Also, for the coaches coaching CTs, uh, we're really excited for what's happening there. Want to remind uh, all of our coaches in training that we've got a, we actually have a training coming up uh, for you on the 18th at one o'clock CST. We're looking forward for our team to be with all of our, our coaches in training around the country. That's going to be fun. Uh, and then this is one more thing. We, I am, I'm not kind of that guy. Uh, I love coaching, but at the beginning of the year, this is a great time to invite people into Lead 222. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a part of our community, this is a perfect time to just reach out to, to Dave and I, and we'll get you involved in our coaching and make sure you get into um, our community. We love to have that. And then the last thing is, um, just want to remind everyone, make sure you're living the lead life values. Uh, we're really excited about all that. You're going to hear from, I would say, guests. But he's a good friend, and uh, the topic he's going to be teaching on is right on. So, Dave, why don't you introduce him, give him a little introduction, and then we'll get right yeah. at it. Yeah, no, we're really excited to have uh, Chris Herning on the podcast today. And, and uh, you know, Bo, just uh, this topic of prayer, you know, I'm uh, my son and I just battled COVID and, and uh, I will be on uh, released from quarantine tomorrow. And so uh, I'm really excited because of all the amazing people that have been praying for us, you know, through all of this. And and, and we, need, we also recognize, you know, around the country right now, there, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of sickness, there's, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety that's happening. And uh, we really believe that prayer is, is the battle and, and we can go to the Lord in prayer and to give all of these and all of our anxieties and whatever it is to know that the Lord is the one that fights it and we can give it and surrender it to him. And so Chris Herning has been a prayer warrior and, uh, and, and the lead community knows that too. And so we're really right. excited about Chris being able to speak into this topic uh, on prayer today. And so, hey, everybody, buckle up lean in, listen, and because God has a word. And, and so often we don't need to be instructed, but we need to be reminded. And, and maybe today you just need a word and, and the Lord wants to give you a word today. And so that's what we're praying. Um, and that's what we're believing. And so Chris Herning and his wife, Brooks, 
have been doing youth ministry together since 1990, you guys, which Very is cool. an incredible celebration uh, in itself of long-term youth ministry, which is just awesome. Uh, they're at Vineyard Christian Church on the north side of Chicago in the close suburbs. They've been there since 1994. Chris has been a coach and has played a vital role in LEAD 222 for many years. And uh, so, Chris, welcome to the podcast. And two, I just want to ask you, like, you've been a huge influence and a part of LEAD. What has LEAD meant to you and, uh, and your family over the years as well? Oh, man, I'm so thankful for LEAD. I will never forget the first marriage retreat. That was actually the first thing I went on. And my wife and I, to be honest, we were really skeptical, but we were so burned out that we thought we've got nothing to lose. And uh, hey, it was a chance to get away for the first time as a couple and do something like that. And I really think it, there was a life-changing aspect to it. And just the way I saw people kind of go for the gut and really challenge us to the core of who we are, but also like laughing our heads off with, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know anyone when we went down and just the, the, the friendships that have continued to this day. Um, so it's made, a, it's made a big difference in my life. Lee, Lee's been a huge part of who I am. Well, Chris, that, that we're, that's kind of you. But I remember, um, uh, again, there's so many memories, you guys. Um, ones of you are listening on Lead Community. Most of you know or of Chris, he's done teaching for us. He's been a part of lead. I mean, his fingerprints is all over our ministry, um, both him and his wife. And, and one of the things, again, we're going to get into this topic of prayer. And it was very intentional why we did choose Chris. And Dave and I have been praying about this. And we really do believe that the Lord has lined this up right at the beginning of the year. And Chris is the right guy. And he's a humble man. Uh, Chris always just shakes his head at me every time we're together. He knows I'm going to call on him to pray for me or to close in prayer. Because I really just sincerely believe he is a prayer warrior. And he has been a faithful uh, um, person in prayer for my family, my like during the course of the year at, at important times. It's been really awesome. So, Chris, I really am excited for you to use one of your gifts, um, which God has given you. And I think you would, uh, would agree with that. Uh, I think you would, but so start it off, Chris, just, you know, prayer has been such an important part of your life. It's a discipline. How, how did that come? What would you say is that, is, you know, speak to us about this deep value of prayer. Yeah. So a few things to kind of dispel. First of all, I think people sort of think like, Oh, they're sort of like prayer people and sort of spiritual people and not so spiritual, even in the ministry world, right? And and really, and people look at me like, oh, you're the prayer guy. And I would just say, no, I'm usually the guy that's just like so over his head that he has to pray for survival. And in doing that through the years, I encountered the irony was I became more of the prayer guy just because I was so desperate right? Um, I've just become such a believer. It, I want to speak to those of you guys that need to hear this. Prayer is practical. It is practical to your ministry and your life. It's not something for the old ladies on the intercessory team. And I've seen it make such a practical difference that I've become sort of unwittingly the mouthpiece for prayer. It's so ironic because I'm a goofball, man. I'm a youth guy. I'm totally immature. Um, 
you know, so for it to be perceived as this like man of prayer, it's just like, I think God's laughing, I'm laughing. So it's just, it's something that has made such an incredible difference in my life and in our ministry. And I think it is probably the most neglected thing as I talk to guys around the country, usually prayer is an afterthought or it's like eating a little bit of bird seed instead of eating a meal. And we've just gotten so accustomed to that, we don't even realize that's what we're doing. Well, you know, Chris, one of the things I think it's interesting when you talk about it's coming out of the desperate need of the Lord, which all of us should have that. I mean, it's kind of a cool way to say that. But there, but there's something in your life that caused it to be a, just a natural reflex. That's the only way I can say on it. That's what I've seen in you. And so I know that you've mentioned that it, it's coming out of just this desperate heart of you know you need prayer. But is there anything else you would say? Has it just been the experience of seeing God's answer to prayer that causes you to just always be aware how would you how can we strengthen our prayer life yeah so you know i think we'll talk about different aspects of it during um, the next few minutes but there's our personal side there's for our ministry and intercession but from a personal thing the studies have shown that the number one factor that they can like decide you know such a great number of students fall away when they go to college and like Kara Powell and some others found that those who learn to spend time with Jesus one-on-one -on -one have a far greater likelihood of sticking with Jesus for their life than those who might be a really upfront leader and going on all the trips and retreats and so it's the most important thing that we can still in our students so how much more important is it for us? Like we've got a, you know, there's a saying more is caught than taught. So it's so important that we have to live out what we're asking of our students, learn to spend time, learn to quiet ourselves. And especially a lot of you guys on this podcast are really driven people, which is awesome. And so it's, it's tempting to look at prayer as just an interference or like, you know, something you'll like rush real fast and then get to the important stuff. But but prayer is like our relationship with God is what everything should flow out of. And one thing I've experienced in, in my life is, look, I made a lot of mistakes. So I when I say this next phrase, don't take it the wrong way. But you could you could have the perfect ministry and do everything right. But there's things out of your control. Your ministry can be taken from you in a heartbeat. Uh, even COVID's driven that home. But, but our own relationship with God is the one thing that can't. And it's the one thing we have some level of control over. And it's really where all the good ideas are going to flow from anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's too long of an answer, but there you go. No, that's, that's good, Chris. You know, talk about personal ministry and accessory and, uh, you know, we're all about helping leaders lead healthy lives, healthy families, healthy ministries, you know, and I'm hearing, you know, this, this word of health all over the place right now. Everybody's wanting to be healthy. Everybody's wanting to lead a healthy life. Like that's kind of the buzzword right now is, is, is health. And I, I just can't help but think about, you know, it really stems from your relationship with the Lord, right? right. Seek me first. 
and his kingdom and all of these things will be added unto you, right? Like going to the Lord first and then in, in our, if, if we're married, our marriage and in our home life and winning, you know, home field, right? Like then all of these other things are, are, are going to pan out. But so often, like you said, we, we want to run fast and we want to get to our to-do list and all of these things, I just want you to speak into as well. And even I just feel led to as, as well, like, man, one of the greatest things that we could say, if we have any resolution, if we could just have one resolution, one goal, it would be my walk with the Lord to grow and to increase and that I would run passionately to Jesus and then everything else will fall into place. And I really feel like that is this prayer life and our relationship with the Lord would you just speak into that real quick, uh, you know, uh, because I think that's at the core and at the root, this is what we need to hear. Yeah, again, it's what everything should flow out of. And again, I want to do a huge disclaimer. I know we've all got these guilt triggers in this. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you feel judged. And I'm not trying to make myself sound any more spiritual than I am. I'm, I'm just as weak as the rest of you guys. And um, but at the same time, just to like put the value there, you know, you make time for the things that matter. Some of you guys are really into working out. Like I like working out and we'll make time for it, right? We'll do that or whatever it is. We'll make time for those things. But somehow the time with God is the thing that gets pushed away or even spending time in his word. And we'll, we'll do that as our lesson prep rather than really opening it up and just asking God to challenge us with it. Um, and at the end, of, I think one of the most terrifying things Jesus ever says, right? He's like, he's like away from me. I never knew you to people who are even doing miracles, right? And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be like at the end of the day, not known by Jesus for like how big my ministry was or how effective, but like, Hey, do I know you? Yeah, I think I know you. We've been spending a lot of time together. Does that make sense? Now, again, don't hear, don't hear that too harshly. But just to kind of put it in perspective, like, dude, this is the most important work we have. And even Jesus, who is the most driven guy there's ever been, he would go without eating, without sleeping. And he was perfect. He knew the Bible backwards and forwards, but he would still force himself to get up in the dark to spend time with the Father. Um, so I think like no matter how busy, no matter how big our ministry, I think Jesus has set an example. We need to prioritize this because it's what everything else flows out of. So my best ideas have come when I've just shut up and sat there before the Lord. Um, and so it really, I feel like I do better. I'm going to do like a better message if I'm spending time with the Lord. I'm going to be, I'm going to have more to give students if I'm spending time with the Lord and I'm going to be better as a person. So Chris, you talk about intercessory then, you know, share with us about intercessory prayer, you know, for your life and ministry. And maybe for those that don't even know what intercessory prayer is, would you just define that? Yeah, great question. So intercessory prayer is when you're praying for others. And this is the part of my life that I've grown into. It was not natural at all. And it started out selfishly, as most things do. 
is I told Dave this story, but in the early days of youth ministry, like every single trip or retreat, we were taking kids to the ER where kids were having like, you know, all these crises. So it was just driving me crazy. And finally, I'm like, dude, I can't take this anymore. So I started to recruit a team of people like, hey, will you just pray that no one gets hurt and that we don't do any emergency room trips, blah, blah, blah. And here's the crazy thing. Literally, I don't think we've taken someone to the emergency room since like 2002. Is that correct? Like, it was like every trip before that. And that's just like a very superficial thing. But it was in doing that that I started to realize the practical, like this is practical. Prayer is practical. It's not just pie in the sky being super. It's, it literally saves lives. It saves, you know, I could tell you so many stories of how prayer practically has helped our ministry. If you get enough people praying, how it just takes away so many headaches. And it's just got such an amazing thing. But in the process of that, um, Keith uh, Cody uh, who's the guy who invited me into uh, lead was talked to me about, hey, you should start maybe putting together a prayer team where you've got someone praying every day of the month um, so that every day is covered. So I just slowly started to accumulate people who seemed like they're trustworthy and I could share some stuff with and seemed like they would follow through. And the more I added, the more kind of like effectiveness I saw. But in the process, I felt obligated that I should return the favor and I should pray for them. And it was in doing this that over time I just sort of became an intercessor where I really hadn't been one before, but it was that simple trick, sort of just put it where someone's always on my mind. Like, so today I'm praying for my friend Zach and Matt, and throughout the day I'll be lifting them up. Um, and a lot of times, even if I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I'm thinking, what day is it today? And I'll just say a quick prayer, you know. Um, so it's super practical, you know, while you're brushing your teeth, whatever, you're just constantly lifting people up. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense to me uh, because I'm a part of that. Yeah. And the only thing is kind of cool. I think I'm Thursday. <laughs> I was looking, I was looking at the calendar while we were doing this to see when we were on the list together. But but Chris, you have lived that. It's pretty cool. Or I and you know when you practically and I would say to the, to our listeners today, it really is. You know, you mentioned identifying some people who were trustworthy, and that gets back to Second Timothy two too. You know, these things we've heard in the present many with these entrust with faithful people. And so I love our lead community as being people who can be intercessors for one another. That's what can happen in your huddles. And, and but even on a practical level, like Chris said, that you pick a day. And I love that where you put it in our calendar. And, and Chris, you have lived that. And one of the things you guys that I get, I'll get a text from Chris. He'll say, Bo, how can I pray for you today? What is something specifically he'll do it? Most of the time he reminds me that that's our prayer day, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but when he does it, it's just so simple. And it's a very easy thing. Now it's done. It's very intentional. Um, and then, you know, I will respond back, Chris, how can I pray for you and your family or what, what, what's on your, your heart? And so I encourage you guys, what you're hearing today as we talk about prayer, the, to take steps. You were here at the beginning of the year. You can, you can do this, you know. Well, Chris, let's move it down to the next level. We talked firstly, but, you know, all of us are leading youth ministers around the country, as you know, who's, who's listening here. But what have you done to really help students? become young men and women of prayer? I mean, what practically do you do in your ministry to teach people, teach students how to pray and to see this as a 
is a lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's actually the hardest one because um, this generation especially does not know how to do quiet, even for a few minutes. They don't know how to disengage. Um, they don't like to read. So I, I think it's more challenging than ever. Um, so we are in process with that. I have not mastered this. So don't have one email me for like the magic answer on this. But uh, I would just say, first of all, just to realize the value of it, to realize if it's been proven statistically that this is the number one thing that's going to ensure they're still walking with Jesus in college, then if we can do only one thing in our ministry, it's to learn to teach them how to spend time with God. So just to keep bringing that up, this is our goal, this is our goal, way more important than me giving like an amazing message or even an event. It's, man, if they can learn how to spend time with Jesus, then I've succeeded. Um, so we're still trying to figure out what's going to make that work. One thing we have been doing is sometimes we just kind of like force the practice. So we'll say, okay, guys, spread out. You know, we're doing youth group, but we've got some extra time spread out through the room. And it's going to be a little awkward, but here's how we're going to spend some time with God. And I'll just coach them a little. I might put a Bible passage up on a slide or have them open and give them a couple prompts like, hey, ask God about this or talk to God about this. And maybe just spend like, you know, 10 minutes or so. And, you know, some of them, they're struggling. You can see them reaching for their phones and but for some of them, they'll do it. And hopefully we give them these little mini experiences where they can kind of um, get a taste of it. And sometimes I'll just kind of also describe, hey, this is what I do when I pray. Uh, and also talk about our time. I remember one time I did a little video. I took it down. I showed them like, hey, this is this is the room where I pray. And like, here's my guitar. And I'll kind of worship a little. And, you know, I just did like a little mini tour one time. Uh, do they take that to heart? I don't know. We'll see in a few years. But I, I think, um, you know, just trying to give them little examples, get them a little taste, you know, and, and not trying to set these like impossible goals for them. Like, hey, you got to read through the Bible in a year, but just try to get them like, you know, baby steps to get them used to doing this thing. That's so well, you know, Chris, Chris, you know, Dave, yeah. before, before you go on, Chris, you know, what I love about that is you know, really push it hard, the idea of mentoring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I hear you saying is that's what you're doing. You know, you're mentoring to students by modeling it. And I love the idea of what you're saying, walking them through, hey, here's what I do. And I've seen, I've actually seen some of the Facebook stuff they've done. He's done very well on that. But where you say, you know, I'll play, you know, you play the guitar, but, you know, here's what I'll do to, to quiet down. And we're all about, you know, the be with factor. I mean, the whole deal of, you know, being with and what, We've got to learn how to be with God. And, and I think for you, that's what you're saying. You know, how do we teach our students, you know, having relationships and that's what they're about. And that's what we're really talking through. But really, it's the modeling of how to be with God. And I love those ideas practically. Chris, one more thing. Do, do you have students actually, what would, are they, are you modeling student to student praying? Do you have students come up and do prayer time? Explain that modeling piece. Yeah. So there's, man, there's so many aspects to prayer. It's funny. You don't, it doesn't seem like that complicated, but there's so many different layers. So another thing is learning how to pray for each other in the moment. 
So we actually try to do that all the time and constantly like model and kind of prompt them because most of them, they don't want to pray out loud. They're going to be super, they don't know. And so it's just constantly like, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Just do it. Just talk like you're talking to God. Don't worry about what you're saying. You know, just give them a little coaching. And sometimes we'll have a model in front like, hey, so someone, it might be a physical thing. Someone's got a sports injury and be like, all right, Dave, why don't you come up to the front? And I'll be like, uh, Bo and Gloria, how about you guys can, would you guys come up here and pray for Dave? And they're like, usually like look terrified and, you know, but we'll try to just make it real gentle, encourage them like, hey, this isn't for the spiritual superstars. You can do this and it can be really powerful. Love it. No, yeah, no, that's <clears throat> so good. I, it just gets my mind thinking of, you know, everything that you do and, and for a lot of youth ministries right now, and as you guys are planning and thinking about 2022, what a great opportunity to, to just think, man, of all the things that we have coming up and are going to do, how can we incorporate prayer? How can we teach prayer? How can we model prayer? And I think that's just the lens. If you start to put that on right now and to see through your ministry in a year from now, you know, we'll look right. vitally different if we put that lens on. And, and we said prayer is going to be a vital part of our ministry this year. Uh, wow, what could take place and how we could teach our students. So that's that's really, really exciting. And uh, so, Chris, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, one more thing. Yeah, so I'll throw one other aspect that's really fun that we try to teach students about is it's got an evangelistic edge to it that people are like, what, prayer? When you learn to start praying over people, almost so many non-Christians right now, they do not care. They don't want to hear. They're not, they're not spiritually curious because their wall is so high. But what's crazy is I'd say 90-some percent people are open to receiving prayer when they're in a jam. And so I've found, I've had some amazing experiences, even with Orthodox Jewish neighbors who are like so close to the gospel where in a moment of need, they will let me pray for them right there, hands on. And so many times a non-Christian, that will be the first seed. Because a lot of times, you know, if you pray for me, I don't feel anything. I'm not expecting much because I'm so numb to it. But they'll feel maybe the Holy Spirit as I'm praying for them. They'll, they don't know what it is. They'll feel like, oh, I felt like a warmth or, I, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden through that, there's a spiritual curiosity that comes about that wasn't there and there's an openness. And man, I can tell you some crazy stories of my extended family um, and neighbors. And so I tell the students these stories like all the time, like, hey, pray for your friends. You might not always know the right words, how to share the gospel. So maybe just start out, pray for them when a need comes up, offer prayer. It's gonna be a little weird, but that may make it easier to have that conversation. So I, I would encourage us all to consider even the evangelistic possibilities of learning to step out in prayer. Because um, I could tell you so many fun stories. I wish we had like the time, like amazing ways God shown up at, at the gym, you know, like just crazy places just by offering to pray for someone. I love Chris, it. Chris, I am so into that the idea of, you know, and I and I'm and I'm speaking to now to the leaders again. We're talking about modeling to students, but for them to see that in your life, and I'm talking about that instant, 
you know, we so often say, hey, will you pray for me or pray for me? And it goes away. And I found myself, people would say that. And honestly, I'd forget to pray. Or, you know, I'd say I'd pray for you. So I started saying as totally. soon as I did that, I would immediately right there pray for them. You know, like, okay, I'm praying for you right now. If I'm going to say I'm going to pray for you, that really made a difference for me to say if I'm going to pray for you, either I'm praying right when I walk away, but for students, especially just a really a model, real quick, hey, let me pray for you and just, you know, put your hand on their shoulder, however you do the prayer. And it's just, but it models and it more important, the modeling, it God is at work. And and Chris, I know, so I've heard some of your stories, amazing of healings and transformation and miracles, you know, that come from Uh, prayer. And again, we could go on and on. I think we're hearing the passion of what we're saying. I I think the big deal, um, Dave, I think you're going to, which I want you to um, um, talk to. Yeah, Chris, I mean, there's been so many books on prayer, you know, the Bible's pretty clear. Uh, A lot of people have written about prayer. Has would you recommend, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm starting off this year. I want to, I want to learn more about prayer. I want to focus in on prayer. Are there any books that you would recommend any resources that you're like, man, you should, you should dive into this. Yeah. You know, I know again, a lot of you guys, uh, readings, a big thing. And actually I'm not a huge, I don't read tons, but I do have a couple books. One's called prayer is a place by Charles Bellow. Um, and then another one I thought was really good called God on Mute. And I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but it's Pete Grieg, uh, G-R-E-I-G. Probably should have looked up that pronunciation. Sorry. But uh, but that's about like what, what do you do when you don't see God answering, like when God is silent. And that's kind of one of those things that there's not a lot of people talking about. But I found that book really helpful and actually encourage me to press in more in prayer. So that's a good one. So I think that one's like, it's kind of 20 years old maybe, but it, it's good. So. Well, Chris, if we close this out again, there's so much, they may have, may have to come back to this again, you know, cause it's so layered in, in, in opportunities for our own personal growth and also for ministering to those that we love. And, and even those who are reaching out and sharing Christ too, and obviously the, to the students that you're ministering to, but Dave, you, you know, David mentioned, Chris, that how much of a part of you have been a part of LEAD, but I really want you to speak to our community. You know, we got our, our huddles going. I mean, you, you're a part of that and to our, our huddle coaches and to our CTs out there, our coaches in training. But what would you say to our community in general, just encouragement as it comes to us really modeling and living a healthy life, which has this lifestyle of prayer? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm laughing because someone just turned the lights out in my office. Uh, you won't see that if you're listening. But, um, the, uh, you know, I love being part of my lead huddle, and, and I've been a coach for a number of years. But I'd say the most important thing we can do as a coach and in our huddles um, is really to pray for our guys or girls that we're really – not just talking at them. It's in those quiet moments of praying, like just really not just like, oh, hey, let's close in prayer real fast, but really to pray for their hearts. And that's where a lot of good stuff comes. And a lot of times that all of a sudden there'll be a pause and then they'll they'll say, well, now let me tell you what I was really thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really helpful to, if I can do one thing that I'm praying for those I'm coaching. 
Yeah, very good, Chris. Well, we're going to put the pressure on you now, buddy, because I'm going to have you close us in prayer. Oh, no. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things going on here. We expect some good results now, man. But Chris, I really do say thank you. And and I know if people can see, I know they're just listening now. we got to get the video, Dave. we got to switch over to video, I think, this year. But to see Chris and his big smile on his face. But this this guy loves the Lord, but he really lives out this value of prayer. And so when I ask him to pray, he always smiles like, you know, like, again, I love what he said. It's not, Chris, that's really cool. When it, it's this idea of being this, oh, you're this, you know, mature prayer warrior. That's not it. But it is a discipline that I would say that a muscle that can be strengthened. And you've done that. I mean, that you've done that. And so I encourage all our community. Let's like Dave said, let's make this a year. Let's up the ante. Seriously, we can all do that. Let's, yeah, let's and turn that, let's turn that dial, you know. Yeah. Set if I can interrupt super fast, totally yeah. rude thing to do, but um, set a goal for yourself. One of the things that there was a many years ago, they forced our pastors here to to go to a ridiculous amount of prayer time for like six months or something. And at first, I thought, what? What am I going to pray for? Like I, I've never prayed that long. And it wasn't sustainable forever, but you know what? From that time on, it's just like you can expand your your appetite. I could never tolerate what was tolerable before. Like I, I, I had this new appetite like where I just felt like I wasn't beginning to touch prayer. Um, so I would say force the issue for a period of time, like as a discipline, just say, I'm gonna force myself to go this amount of time and, um, and see what happens. At first, it's, it's kind of like going to the gym. At first, you're gonna feel like this isn't for me. I'm not meant to work out. But just like going to the gym, the muscles will come and all of a sudden you'll feel worse off when you don't do it than That's when right. you go and you'll kind of get addicted to that time um, and hunger for it. So I would just encourage you guys in closing, force the issue for a while, but give it enough time to let that kick in because it's not gonna feel good at first. Hey, and Chris, when you pray, I love that. Pray that our communities, for real, you know, the, the lead community there. You know, I love the idea that they we talk about, hey, man, I, you know, if someone identified the lead community that I lived the lead life. But a part of that, man, what if we became, hey, if you're a part of lead, they knew we were men and women who we pray. And so that would be a great thing this year. That's up 2022, baby. It's our year. That's, that's good. Let's, let's get after Two, prayer. Zero, two, two. So pray for us, Chris. All right. All right. And now you're going to all be disillusioned after this prayer. But, uh, hey, man, I just let it flow. So whether it's whatever. So, Lord Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you how you've taught me. You've taught me in my weakness, someone who wasn't predisposed towards this. And you've grown it in me. And so for all those who are feeling like this is not them, um, thank you that supernaturally you can do what's not natural. And I pray they'd experience the practical power of prayer, the practical power. And they would, you'd increase their capacity. You'd increase their hunger for prayer. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, for those that are listening, For those that are open, you're going to birth something right now. You're going to impart something. Lord, would you release gifts of intercession? Would you increase prayer? And what has been our weakness would become our strength. 
I pray that Lead 222 would become a community where one of the things people always notice is how much we pray. I pray everyone listening would experience the power of prayer in a new way. I pray people would actually have some miracle stories at the end of this year. I pray they'd see the evangelistic power in prayer in a way they never thought about before. And they'd, they'd experience prayers preserving power. It doesn't get us what we want all the time, but it sustains us. It changes us. Um, Lord, would you do that in us? And we do pray your protection over this community. And whatever you want the listeners to hear today, let that take root and bear fruit and the rest be forgotten. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Happy New Year, thank everyone. You, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Happy thank New you. Year. Love you guys. Well, I want to thank Chris for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I've put those books he recommended, Prayer is a Place and God on Mute, in the show notes. Uh, so be sure to check those out. And uh, we're so grateful uh, for the lead community. We're excited about uh, 2022, what God has in store for all of us. And uh, I love getting emails, too, of just uh, new topics and uh, ideas for the podcast. So shoot me an email, dave at lead222.com. And uh, if you've got a topic that you'd love uh, for us to cover, uh, shoot me an email. That would be great. Well, rate and review the podcast. That helps us get the message out. Send this on to a friend. This is a great discussion in our huddle groups and our coaching sessions. And also, uh, what a great uh, New Year's resolution of really growing in our spiritual rhythm of prayer this year and diving deeper to be men and women of prayer, uh, to develop intercessory uh, prayers, uh, prayer warriors for our ministry and for our life and for our families. And uh, we're so excited uh, about that and what God can do uh, through the power of prayer. Well, um, if you don't have a coach or mentor, be sure to check out lead222.com. We'd love to get you connected, plugged in, and uh, a vital part of this awesome community. Well, we love you. Uh, stay encouraged. Stay inspired. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 Podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more.